Welcome to the Small Business Growth Podcast with me, your host, Maddie Giordano. We will talk all things business, branding, and social media marketing so you can turn your passion into success, whether that be a clothing store, a yoga studio, an online coaching business, or whatever lights that fire inside of you. Here, you will find tons of quality information so you can crush your goals, build your business, and make more moolah. Sound good? Let's jump on in. Hey, Alex. Thanks so much for being here. Hi, Maddie. Thank you so much for having me. Hi, Maddie's audience. It's such a pleasure to be here with you today whenever you're listening to this. Greetings from Costa Rica. Oh, I'm so jealous of your Costa Rica vibes all of the time. It's so great to have you. I can't wait for this conversation. We're going to be talking a lot about putting soul and spirituality into your business, what that means. Alex, do you just want to tell everybody who you are, what you do, things like that, kind of your story? Absolutely. So for anyone listening right now, um, I'm Alex, spiritual business coach, supporting light workers, healers, and spiritual coaches in um, bringing forth continuous abundance, success, and impact in their business. Um, so that entails everything from offer creation, positioning, marketing, branding, and really activating those deep gifts that you have inside of you, bringing that full force forth so they can really serve um, who it is that you're here to serve. Um, And, you know, I have been doing this for about two and a half, three years, and it's so interesting how I got into this journey in the first place, but I'm sure we'll get into that, Maddie, in just a moment. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. And I think spiritual business is something that a lot of people are moving into, you see it a lot more. It's there's it's people are more open with their spiritual journeys than I really would say kind of ever before. Um, what like when you were kind of doing your spiritual awakening, getting into it, what were some of those practices? Like, how did you like kind of explain what spiritual business is in, in and of itself? Mm-hmm, absolutely. So um, first and foremost, I kind of want to give um, an in-depth insight into what my spiritual business journey looked like in the first place because it wasn't always easy for me to actually present myself as a spiritual business coach. Um, When I first got started on my coaching journey, I was a mindset and results coach for beginning entrepreneurs. And even though I had my spiritual side and I had my spiritual awakening, it was really hard for me to articulate that in my coaching business and in everything that I was doing because I just didn't feel as though that would be well received by potential clients, by my audience, by people in my community. Because to be honest, spirituality and positioning yourself as a spiritual expert, as a spiritual business coach or a guide or anything we want to call our ourselves um, can really bring up a lot from the outer world in terms of, you know, whatever practices you're using may not be the conventional business way of doing things. So to answer your previous question, what does spiritual business even entail? This is just my personal outlook on it, but spiritual business truly comes down to you embodying your authenticity fully and standing in those practices, the spiritual practices that have supported you in expanding, in moving through obstacles, moving through shadows, and just like really, really owning that fully and infusing it into your business while still staying true to the proven strategies that work. 
But the way in which I see spiritual business is it's kind of built upon you first and infused into the outer resources, the strategies, the marketing, the branding and all that stuff. But you're still staying centered in you. You're grounded in who you are and what you're all about and staying authentic with that. Yeah. So it kind of goes back to integrity too, like running your business the way that you feel is right, like in your gut, in your heart, running your business that way. Is that correct? Absolutely. Yeah. Just staying in integrity with your truth and really listening to that, tuning in and uh, setting boundaries with what feels like a hell yes and what feels like a hell no. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. And what like what practices do you use? Do you recommend to kind of allow people to know when they can find their hell yeses and their hell no's? Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's a great question, Maddie. Thank you for asking. And so in terms of the practices that I recommend, I always recommend to kind of feel into whatever feels aligned for anybody. But some of the practices that I love doing personally that I suggest for my clients as well, um, first and foremost, I always make sure to establish boundaries that I want to have with my business. Like what time do I want to log off? What's um, something that I don't want to do in the morning in my business? What are some activities that I just won't do in the evening or anything like that? And just staying true to what feels good and really listening to what your energy levels tell you as well. It's like, obviously, I have a schedule and I'm scheduling pretty much everything in my business, but if something doesn't feel good on a Monday morning and I don't feel like, um, you know, showing up for a specific task, how can I truly listen to that and tune in and just flow into what my body or my energy is calling me to do? Mm-hmm. So I would say it really comes down to a lot of listening, tuning in, and still staying true to like what feels good to you while also staying true to the tasks that need mm-hmm. that get to be done. Yes. That, not that need to be done, but that get to be done. Um, Also, meditation has been so immensely valuable for me. It's something that I do every morning, every evening. Um, Definitely gratitude practices and also just really, really tuning into this amazing business that I get to build every day that's impactful, that allows um, others to truly step into what it is that they're here to do. I think really, really um, practicing that deep, deep, deep gratitude, not just like chanting in the mirror, like, I'm grateful, I'm grateful, I'm grateful, <laughs> but just really sitting in presence and feeling that into every bit of your body and allowing it to circulate. That's how like, you can really show up for your business in that powerful, grateful way. Yeah. So I think it comes down to really simple practices, nothing fancy or crazy, but just really simplifying it down to gratitude and presence and um, that embodiment of being thankful for what you get to do and bring and be every single day. 
Hey guys, sorry to interrupt this killer episode. It'll be back in just a few seconds, but I've been getting some questions asking how to actually start bringing in consistent sales using social media. So I created a free training explaining the exact framework you need to follow to market your business without fancy setups or a huge audience or any of that stuff. We talk about the key missing element in your marketing strategy, what you need to be focusing on, the mistakes you're making, and the entire step-by-step process of my proven growth framework framework that I use with my clients as well as my own strategy. Start feeling more confident about how you are attracting sales to your profile. Link is in the show notes to claim this training. All right, back to the episode. Yeah, Mm, I love that. And I think a lot of people get intimidated by the word like spiritual business, like when they're not, when they're, and I think because it seems like they need like all of this Like it doesn't have to be very like wooey. You can do whatever feels good for you. You can do like you can journal, you can meditate. If meditation doesn't feel good for you, like try walking meditation or do something else like journal your thoughts out instead of like there's different practices and that work for different people, for different minds. And I think people might get a little intimidated in the beginning by like, oh man, I have to, if I want to be like spiritual, if I want to really tune into me, it has to be like all of these things. Um, How do you, how do you go about like kind of picking which one works for you? How pick like, like, okay, like just testing them out and seeing how it goes. Like, how do you kind of start that process? What is like the starting process of that look like? Mm Hmm. Yeah, so I'd love to actually share um, my practice around that with your audience. But before that, I definitely want to just kind of touch on lightly what you said about people feeling and thinking as those spiritualities, this thing, and it's so complicated and you have to do all these different things where it just comes down to what feels good for you. As you said, if walking meditation feels good for you, then so be it. If hugging a tree feels good (laughs) for you to have as a morning practice, that's totally entirely okay. So how can we really just come back to that understanding and truth of like, what feels good for you is you and you can accept that and fully tune into that. And um, to further answer your question, which directly ties into what we've been talking about, something that I do with myself and also with some of my clients is I create an alive menu for myself. Mm. So, <laughs> yeah, and I'd love to share this with your audience too. They feel aligned to dive into this. But basically on my alive menu, I just dump I have a breakdown of all the practices that make me feel alive. Mm. Hugging a tree, smelling flowers, uh, walking by the beach, putting my feet in the ocean, meditating, reflection, whatever feels good for me, I put in that alive menu. And if I ever want to start my morning with different practices, I just take a look at that and I'm like, what makes me feel alive? Let's do that. This Mm -hmm. is my morning, my evening, my practice, and I'm going to choose something that really resonates with me that truly makes me feel alive. So, you know, um, if I could have the permission to maybe share a few words on this with your audience. Yeah, absolutely. What makes you feel alive, right? Like, what would be on your alive menu? Uh, No matter how weird or esoteric or (laughs) whatever it is, like, what makes you feel alive? And why not just dive into that? You know, even if it's for five, 10, 15 minutes, it doesn't matter. It's just like really such a beautiful tool and like activating that aliveness within you. 
Yes. Mm, that is so good. And I love the alive list. That's so fun. I, I'll have to do one of those, do that practice and see. And I think that's a, it's a big thing is like, it's not only when you're running your business, it doesn't just have to be like that super masculine energy of all this strategy and really what it is, especially when you're in business by yourself or with a small team is it's a lot of just what energy you bring, how you bring your personality, like how you feel. Cause if you feel good, you're going to be able to put forth your best effort. If you feel good, if you're enjoying what you're doing, if you have practices that are feeling aligned to you and throughout your day, whatever that may be, if it's reading a book, hugging a tree, like just taking a walk outside, whatever that might be, like you're able to bring your full self to your business when you have that get to do list and you have your list of things that you have to do or get to do this week that need to be done in order to get that, that to expand and grow you're, you're feeling more aligned, you're feeling more alive, and you're ready to kind of tackle the day, too. That's it. I absolutely agree. And you know how in our business, sure, there will be some tasks that maybe we kind of dread doing. It's just the reality. We're not going to oh, yeah. love everything that we're doing in our business, especially at the beginning. If you're just starting out, which I know some of your listeners are, there will be tasks that you are not yet in a place where you're able to outsource them. So mm -hmm. you have to do them. But if you prioritize first thing in the morning, first thing in the day, really bringing that aliveness within you and activating that, how how differently would you show up to those tasks that you would normally dread doing? It's like totally. it's inevitable for them to just like become more alive and more exciting when you just bring that full juicy aliveness into them. Yes. Juicy aliveness. I love that. And people ask like often, because I guess I, I didn't know this before I started my business, but people think I am like this high energy, like rabbit, like that's just hopping around, bouncing off of walls all the time. I get asked a lot, like, how do I bring this amount of energy to every day? And I really truly think it's in your like more, morning routine. My morning routine, I love. Like I love waking up, I love working out, doing my gratitude, journaling all my thoughts out, like doing my whole thing. And the days that I don't do it, I feel a difference in how I show up for the rest of the day. Yeah, I absolutely feel that. And I'd love to know what's your favorite morning practice or what makes you feel alive so that you can show up for your business in that powerful way. Yes, I it kind of depends on the time of year because I like what makes me really feel alive is anything outside. Like I love that. Um, in the winter in Wisconsin, it's a little hard to go outside in the morning just because, like I said, like I told you before we started recording, it's been below zero straight for the last like two weeks. But in the summers, um, I it's totally walking outside and journaling down all my thoughts at the end of it, just kind of like dumping my mind if I have any anxieties, if I'm feeling overwhelmed, if I'm feeling happy, if I'm feeling grateful, whatever that may be, just kind of dumping all of my thoughts. And, oh, I love just like I feel and. I don't know about you, but I'm someone that just like kind of likes to get my thoughts out and whether it's a person or a piece of paper, whatever it is, it just kind of makes me feel better. It makes everything, I don't know, just like calms me down a little bit. So getting it all on paper right away in the morning just kind of silences all of like those under, under crazy thoughts that I'm like, okay, now I can do this, take on the day and do that. Mm, I love that so much and you know it's so interesting just to kind of circle back to what you said how when you give yourself permission to just pour everything out on paper or however you like to journal it's like every fear or doubt or resistance you have just kind of dissolves yeah 
yeah, and it's out there and it's like, okay, I, I realized this, I found it, I identified it. And now it's like time to work through it. I know it's going to be fine. Everything always works out because it will. Um, it doesn't, no worries need to be there. And I think that when you have all of those thoughts out, you can better work on yourself, better work on your business and just feel better throughout your day as well. Mm, yes. yes. Amen to that. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, Alex. So a lot of people like with authenticity, I think authenticity is kind of going back to that is a word that we hear all the time. It's like, be authentic, show up as like, whatever, especially in like the online coaching space. But can we like, how do you stay true to your like authenticity as well as being in a business sense, like trying to show up as that authority? Like, how do you like, how do you stay authentic? People are always like, well, people don't really want to see me. They want to hear about my business. How do you kind of stay authentic to yourself through your business and how you show up? Mm-hmm. Oh my God, this is such a juicy topic. Just as you <laughs> said, I feel like I feel and see that the word authenticity gets yeah. thrown around a lot. And I feel like left, right, front and center, everyone and their grandma's like, just be authentic and your business <laughs> will take off and the results will come. And, you know, something that I've been seeing a lot and sensing in this space of coaching of small businesses of beginner entrepreneurs is that because the word authenticity gets thrown around so much, yeah. it's like at this point, people are like, I need to be authentic so that I can get results. <laughs> But it's like, how can we move away from that and just like really tune into what feels authentic for us, what feels good, and just do that, not because it will get us something, but because it's who we are. Yeah. And we are the face of our business. And to be honest with you, Maddie, authenticity and really embodying that within me and infusing into my business was a challenging journey for me. It was a lot of you know, obstacles and limiting beliefs that I had to overcome. I love dancing. I'm such a like ball of energy. I love speaking. I love making videos and I love just like sharing my message, whether that's like, you know, just me like being goofy or like anything yeah. like that. But for a long time when I was starting my business, I was so resistant to letting that out Yeah, because I had these limiting beliefs creeping up like what are they gonna say what are people from my past gonna say what are potential clients gonna say how am I gonna be perceived as an authority if I'm dancing around the pool in my bathing suit yeah and saying that this is an activation ritual but then I'm like wait wait, wait let's come back how do I want to build my business do I want to build my business upon what genuinely feels authentic to me because what I came to realize was that when I embody my authenticity more each and every day, 1% every day, I also give my potential clients, my beautiful community and audience permission to do so as well. Mm. Yeah. Because, you know, something else that I'm also, I've also realized throughout my journey is that some people will say, oh, just step into authenticity. Just show up authentically. That's it. That's all you got to do every day. Simple and it's like that. actually a very extensive journey that we need to kind of accept. Showing up authentically and fully embodying your authenticity, fully infusing that in your business is a lifelong journey in progress. It's not something that happens overnight or in a month. It's not something that just gets easy, you know, next week 
it's something that we get to kind of step into 1% at a time every single yeah. day and we can embrace the F out of that. Heck yeah. And I, people ask me, like, I, I really get that question a lot is like, what, well, why would people want to see the personal side of me? Like I'm here to show my business and like, why would they really care about that personal side of me? And it was something that I struggled with as well is um, cause I started off as a sustainability, like outdoor blog. And then I kind of got into social media management, whatever. And when I was with my blog, when I really saw the difference, when I saw the pivot between like but between just like me posting and like no one really listening to like actually having an engaged audience was when I started just being like goofy and myself and hey hi like this is me this is my face and like let me do my thing and people will really especially now like after the year we just had people want that connection people want to feel connected to people people want to see that authenticity especially with our generation like it's what people want to see they want to see you're goofy they don't want like these perfect little lives everywhere that like everything is like in a box to a t like everything is perfect and it is really where I've seen like a huge expansion. And how do you, like, how would you answer the question of like, okay, why would, like how much of my personal life should I be sharing what like of like in my authenticity, like whatever, um, how much of my personal life should I be sharing? Because I don't really feel like people, like people always say they don't really feel like their lives are that interesting in order to really want to share that. Mm, that's a great question. It's something that I was talking about with a fellow spiritual business coach last week. And I've actually gotten this question from clients in the past where it's like, how authentic can I be? How much of myself can I share? How vulnerable can I show up on social media to like yeah. really have that balance? And my answer to that is always like, how about tuning into, wait, what feels authentic to me in this moment? Yeah. Do I want to share my morning practice today or do I want to keep that this intimate morning to myself? And these are genuinely questions that I ask myself. Some mornings I'll share some peeks into my morning practice or into my day, but other times I'm tuning in and I'm listening to my energy, to my soul being like, I want to keep this more private today. Yeah. So I think genuinely it all comes down to really listening and tuning in and not going off of anybody else's idea of authenticity and vulnerability and how much or how little you you should and could share of that on social media, but rather really tuning in and being like, what do I want to keep to myself? Mm. Maybe I want to keep my spiritual practices to myself. Maybe I want to keep my partner to myself, right? Whatever that looks like for you, that's your truth. And the more you stay tuned into that, the more, again, that like authenticity can truly like circulate and be embodied and continue like leading you forward. So I think this is a really like interesting thing that I see a lot of people navigate because there's always this little voice inside our our head, no matter how much we're tuned into our authenticity, that's like, wait, should I share this? Should I like hold back? Mm What if this is like too much for my audience? What if they're gonna like reject me, right? There's always that like little voice, no matter how small it is, it's still quite there. But I really think it's just a matter of coming back that center and tuning in and seeing and feeling what is calling to be shared that day, you know, within like also the specific things that perhaps you're promoting or that are going on in your business at whatever time. 
Definitely. And I think a lot of people just want a, they, they just want like a ratio. Give me, give me like to every five business posts, you can post one personal post. And I don't think it's that simple. Like, again, like you said, like following what you feel some weekends, I like to just completely like disconnect from social media. Cause I don't really feel like posting. I post a lot during the week. People know pretty much what I do all day, every day during the week. They don't need to know what I do on the weekends some days. And then some weekends I'm like, you know what? No, I called, I feel called or I feel like sharing what I'm doing right now. And I think that is really, there's really no ratio to it. As long as you are showing yourself up, as long as you are like humanizing your brand, you can, and like showing your face, doing those things, it doesn't have to be this like ratio strategy all of the time. Mm, I really feel that. And something else that um, I'd like to say just in regards to authenticity and the ratio part and just like yeah. showing that fully is, when you are not showing up in the authenticity that's calling to be shared today, tomorrow, next week, um, that actually creates a very big disconnect with your audience. Yeah. Because people can feel a lot of business yeah. too. This is my belief anyway, is energetics. People can feel when you're not entirely true to yourself and you're not entirely authentic even if they don't know you on a personal level you can really get a sense and a pulse into whether someone's being genuine and authentic or following something that they believe they should be following so when we kind of follow the ratios and the strategies to a t that actually creates this like wall between you and your audience because mm. you're not really showing those emotions that are living inside of you when you're not really showing that truth that other people can really resonate to on a human level because ultimately we are all facing the same shit (laughs) more or less in our own different ways right yeah and I, I that's a really really good point thanks for sharing that too is because my so like I said I started with a blog in sustainability and I love sustainability I love like trying to leave the 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 smallest impact but there was a, I attracted this audience with that that was way more into it way more like one-sided than I was where it came to be where there was a because what I was portraying is I felt like I had to be the only things I was it wasn't like the baby steps, it was like you had to be all or nothing into it. And my point of view on it was it was baby steps, switching things here or there to be. And I didn't share that enough where the audience I attracted and I had different views on things. Either they were more like radical on it than I was. And it was just and it was actually what caused me to burn out was because I felt like I like created this audience that I that didn't even really know who I was. I had this community. And it was, it was crazy. I was like, oh my gosh, I have this big community online of people that I've been sharing my life with for months, but they've only seen a partial side of me. And this was years and years ago. And I, I'm very grateful for that experience because it allowed me in my business now to be like, no, like, screw that. Like, this is who I am. This is what I believe. This is what, like, I think you should do. And if you don't like that, if you don't like those points of view of things on business, then like, I'm not your girl, like find, find somewhere else. And, um, it's a really good point. It's like, if you, you, your audience can either sense it or you will sense that disconnect and both of them aren't going to end the way that you want it to end. Mm, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. 
Um, so just to kind of wrap it up, um, how can people implement today? Like what can you have someone do today to bring more, you said soul versus strategy into their business. I loved that. Like what, what can people do today? What's a big tip that they can do today to start implementing this? Mm, great question. So something that's coming up right now in terms of a practice that perhaps some may feel aligned um, with leaning into is sitting in reflection or journaling about what parts of you have you been holding back from showing in your business? Mm. What part of you have you been resisting truly, truly owning? Whether that's maybe you like dancing, maybe you like music, maybe you like singing, but you're, you're afraid of sharing that. Maybe you enjoy doing something more esoteric. What part of you can you slowly start sharing that you've been hiding? And it's not a practice of showing that fully right now and just going live and sharing your life story. But how can you every single day, 1% at a time, let more of that side of you that you've been resistant in showing, how can you allow that side of you to flow more into your business, to flow more into the strategies that are supporting your business? Yes. Mm, good one. So good. And so I normally ask, I actually, I always ask my interviewees on my podcast, the same three questions. Um, so just to ask you them, what is your favorite book, favorite podcast, or any kind of resource that you would recommend for my listeners? Mm, so the most life-changing book for me has been The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. And mm -hmm. I feel like for me, it has been the Bible of just really finding all the insights that I needed at whatever time I was reading that book. So I actually always kind of revis revisit that book whenever it feels aligned for me. But I always find the message that I need to hear in that moment. It's pretty, pretty beautiful um, if you're open to receiving whatever comes up. And in terms of podcasts, I really, really love um, Aubrey Marcus's podcast mm. because he has really authentic, truthful, genuine conversations around experiences, around whatever truth is living inside of him and his guests. And I really, really appreciate that. It's quite lengthy, but it's really, really deep and it like really touches upon truth. So awesome. I really, really love that. I'll have to yeah. look into both of those. I haven't heard of either of those. I'll have to look into that. Thank you for sharing. Um, next question is, if you could eat dinner with three people, dead or alive, just to have conversation, who would they be? Mm, okay, let's see. First person that comes to mind is Jim Rohn. For those of you who haven't heard of him, he is a, well, he passed um, quite some time ago, but he's the teacher of personal development. He's such an incredible teacher, mentor, incredible insights, um, very simplified too. He, he used to teach personal development and growth and wealth in very simple ways, mm -hmm. as it should be in my opinion. Yeah. Um, secondly, I would love to sit 
not even speak, but just sit in the presence of Eckhart Tolle. And it's actually really funny because I used to work for his publisher when I was working for a digital marketing company. Wow. <laughs> yeah, but that's a story for another time. And the third person would definitely be... <laughs> this is so funny. Um, it would definitely be... I would say Justin Bieber. I don't know. Yes. I just like <laughs> I would see That's it's so funny because I was kind of like, should I say that on your podcast? But I actually would genuinely like to have dinner with Justin Bieber. I feel like he's fun and goofy, and I feel like we'd have pretty cool, like deep conversations. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that, and it's, and it's totally okay. People say stuff. People will be like Oprah, my grandma. And then it's like, is someone, it's like my best friend. And it's like, okay, that's awesome. <laughs> Justin Bieber <laughs> would be a good one. Um, he's gone through a lot to it, like such a young age. So he would be. Yeah, be if you're listening, one. JB, <laughs> if you're listening to this yes. podcast, yeah. <laughs> shoot me a DM. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Lastly is just to leave the audience with a tip. What do you want kind of your legacy on the podcast to be? Um, what is your final tip for everybody and any business owner? Mm, great question. I'm going to reflect on this for a few seconds. Mm, my number one tip for anyone listening who's been on their entrepreneurial journey or whatever stage you're at in your business would be to make sure you're staying true to your boundaries. Mm. Always. Make sure you're staying true to what feels like a hell yes, what feels like a hell no, and your gut always knows. You always get that feeling of like, this doesn't feel fully good. Yeah. This doesn't feel 100% and you just know. But oftentimes we tend to kind of just silence that voice because we're like, no, I have all these things on my to-do list. Right? <laughs> I have all these things that I need to get done. But it's like, wait, wait, how can we just stop for a moment and truly tune into what feels like a hell yes, what feels like a hell no, and just shift into the direction and be under the influence of what truly feels alive and 100% for us. Mm. Yes. Boundaries are huge. Just like not staying up until 2 a.m. because you feel like you need to get this done today and don't needing to respond to all your DMs at 6 a.m. when you just wake up and all of that. And that's wonderful. Alex, where can people find you? This has been so great. So much fun. Where can people find you? Yes. For anyone who wants to connect, say hello. You can find me on Instagram at Hey Alexandra Ivan, I-V-A-N, or TikTok with the same handle at Hey Alexandra Ivan. And yeah, I look forward to saying hello and connecting. Yes, Alex, this was so much fun. Thank you so much for being here, leaving your insights and all of your wisdom with everybody. Thank you so much. I hope you have a wonderful day. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, Maddie. It was such a pleasure to be with you and um, with your listeners. Wishing you a beautiful day yes. and high vibes to everyone listening right now. Yes. Thank you so much. All right, Busy Bee fam. That is it for this week's episode. If you enjoyed it, hit the subscribe button to be notified. I put out a new episode every Tuesday, so get excited for those all about business, branding, and social media marketing. You can get all sorts of tricks on how to grow your small business. Hang out with me on Instagram at this is Hive. I put out a lot of other content out on there. Leave a review and let me know which topics you're liking the most, what you're loving about the podcast. 
And if you do want to share with your audience on Instagram, I love when I see what you guys are thinking about the podcast on your story. So definitely share that, tag me in it, and I cannot wait to see what episodes you are loving the most. As always, it was a pleasure being here with you. I will see you next Tuesday.